five minutes. Okay, I beg your pardon. Yes. Oh, sorry. How are we doing, church? Hilarious. All right, we're still here. Amen. Amen. Welcome, live streamers. We're glad that you took time out this morning to join us to hear the word of truth from the spirit of truth. And um, let's go ahead and pray, and then I'll tell you what scripture to turn to. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We bless you, Lord, for this day. It's our purpose to rejoice in the day that you have made and given to us, Lord God to be glad in this day, Father. We thank you for the freedom that we enjoy, Father, gathering ourselves together, being assembled, Lord God, in your name, believing that you are in the midst of us. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the teacher today. Teach us. Teach us what you would have us to know. Teach us what you would have us to hear. Teach us, Lord, so that we can take hold, Father, and be that disciple that follows after you, Lord God. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. The title of the message is Choose to Wait, because we're going to go on about waiting, because I didn't quite get finished the last couple weeks that I was here. <laughs> Are we ever finished when we, when we get in the Word? We're never finished. So, uh, Media Room, if you'll put up um, Isaiah 40, 31. And I'm going to use New King James mostly. And we'll go back, and I just want to put this before us, because this is our key scripture. It says, but those who wait, who bind together, who have a confident expectation, who have a hope, who choose to trust God, who have um, an anticipation that God is able, that he is present. Those shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they will walk, and they will not faint. So in whatever place you're at, you can know that you can overcome, that you can see it through, that, you know, It'd be nice if we could just, you know, jump over everything. If everything was just a leap and it was all behind us. But life isn't like that. Life's not like that because life, um, you encounter others. <laughs> it's not just you and the Lord. <laughs> That's why he says, wait on me. I believe that too. He said, look, come back over to me. Come here. Come here in me. Come here with me. Be with me, bind yourself, tie yourself, leash yourself to me. You know, I always sometimes, <laughs> you know, I always talk to the Lord sometimes and I say, Holy Ghost, I'm going to put myself on a short leash because I, I don't know if y'all know about my personality yet, if you picked up on this, but you know, fun, fun is something to me. Um, I like fun. I like, you know, just jumping into things, but I've learned don't do that. I've told you, I know I've told you this before, but when Morgan and I were first married, and so we came together under the same roof, roof and, um, <laughs> you know, you have to plan now things. You know, you have to make decisions together. You have to communicate together. 
I always had these wild ideas about what we should do, how we should get involved with things. And Pastor Morgan would look me right in the face. And I mean, I was all in already when I came to him about, I was in. I hadn't acted on it yet, but in my mind, I was there. Hon, I got a great idea. This is what we could do with this. And he'd look me right in the face, sober, and say, we're never going to do that. And you know, in a different time, in a different place, that might have taken me back, but not me. I'm like, oh, but let me show you what we can do. This is how we can do this. We can make this happen. You and me together, Morgan, we'll connect on this thing and we'll make it. He goes, never going to happen. So, you know, it's good to wait on God. And that's what I want to talk about today. Um, I want you to turn with me to Psalm 25, verses 3 through 5. But I'm going to read it to you in the Passion. And let's think about what waiting means to us as a believer, the way God sees waiting. (laughs) You know, it's not passive. It's not lazy. It's not ignoring something. It's not wishing it will just go away the next time I have to face it. But waiting is real, and it's of God. Amen? All right, so here's what it says. And this is King David talking, of course, but it starts 3 to 5 in the Passion Could anyone be disgraced when he has entwined his heart with yours? You know, and that's what what binding is. It's a twisting and entwining. It's tying together and getting on God and getting in God and going so far in, being so far convinced, so far persuaded that it doesn't matter what blows out here. You're just not going to give up. You're not going to turn your back. You're not going to quit. Amen? It says, but my foes will all be defeated and ashamed when they harm the innocent. Direct me, Yahweh, throughout my journey. I want you to catch this so I can experience your plans for my life. So waiting means I'm waiting so that God, I allow him to direct me. When we're waiting, we are being directed. It's not God's being silent. I, you know, I had someone tell me one time, waiting means God's not saying anything. I don't believe that. I don't believe that, y'all. You can take that if you want to. And this, you know, this is someone that was in the Word. They said, waiting means God's gone silent and you just sit and wait. That's not so. Don't take that. Don't take it. Don't take that. So I can experience your plans for my life. Reveal the life paths that are pleasing to you. God will do that. He will show you the path to take. I've been going down the wrong path, but I waited on God. I got in that word. I had that expectation. I had a hope. I, I decided by my own choice, I will trust you, Lord. And you know what? God did come through and he showed me and he did speak. He spoke through his word. He spoke when I sat in my quiet times. He spoke through prayer. He spoke through the gifts. God is speaking. He's in us. He's in you. Amen? Escort me into your truth. Take me by the hand and teach me. That phrase right there, when you look at that, it means reveal your truth as I move forward in you. 
So if we don't choose to move forward with God, if we're the one that we just want to sit till the whole picture of the next 10 years is laid before me, then maybe, Lord, you'll see me take a step and move. That's not what he wants. That's not how he functions. That's not how he operates. That's not who God is, nor is it his will for us. It's not his will. I mean, I, I get that sometimes we're taught that, and sometimes we just get that thinking in our head. But, you know, let's be real. In this body, y'all, pastors just started down the road of being a spiritual thinker because we're a spiritual being. So we have to realize if we're not thinking spiritually, we're not thinking correctly. Amen? I have, for you are the God of my salvation. I have wrapped my heart into yours all day long. That's bound. And that's bound all the time. That's bound in everything. Everything. I mean, we have got to, we've got to get a hold of that. That when I start into something, I have to know, is God, I'm acknowledging him, is he in it with me? Or is he, is this not of God? It's not his will. Pastor Morgan and I have a business. This business, it takes decisions every day like that. We don't always have three, four weeks a month to, get, to make a decision. Sometimes we can, but many times, more often than not, you don't have that. A phone rings. Now there's a decision on the table. And whatever it is you say, that's the way that's going to go. So you are going to be a direct part of it, and you know it. And this has helped us so much about knowing what waiting means, that it's a lifestyle of waiting. It's a lot, we're bound to God. When you're bound to God, I'm telling you now, y'all, you can hear quicker. Yeah. When you're bound to him, when you keep that hope alive, when you keep that trust going on, you hear quicker. You should not be having to hear or listen, you know, months and months when there's things that have to be done now. If Pastor Morgan did not make the decision, then business would not go in the right direction for us. It's really crucial. I can't even tell you how many times. I mean, we've had... <laughs> we've had boundaries changed in our favor. We've had rules changed in our favor. We've had people come and stand up and help us in our favor that should have never cared about whether they stood with us or not, but they did. Yeah. So it is important to know, am I the one waiting on God? Am I the one connected to him? Am I the one that's listening? Am I that one? Am I that one? Go with me to Psalm 27, 14. I'm reading this in the Passion too. <laughs> There's too much in the word about the promises of waiting and what waiting looks like, what waiting is, so that we know I need to choose waiting. I need to be waiting. I need to be looking at God all the time, listening, hearing, and have and trusting that, especially if you are connected to a body that's preaching the word, you need to have some confidence in that, that what you need to know, you will know. Yes. It will be made known to you through teaching, through preaching, through gifts. 
through sitting, through giving my attention, your attention, coming under the authority of the word and letting God know, she, she's going under the authority of my word, so it's going to be okay for her because she's going to know it's going to be okay because she's going to know when that rises up against her that the authority of my word is in her and it's going to come at that. He told me a long time ago that the light in me could rise up and change the atmosphere of the darkness coming at me because darkness comes. Darkness comes. And you've got to know, but what's in you? What have you put yourself to? Where, what are you purposing? How sober-minded, how serious are you about God and his word and his will and his way and his truth and his life and every other thing that's of him? How serious are we? How real are we going to get? I like to tell myself, I'm going all in. I'm going all in. Lord, I'm getting in your word. I'm staying in your word. Even when it looks like it's not coming to pass, I know I'm all in, and your word always, always does come to pass. So 2714 <laughs> says, wow. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This is good. Here's what I've learned through everything, through it all. Now think about it. Are we learning through anything? Do you learn from the things you go through? I believe I learn. I learn how to, what to do, what not to do, how come, why. I've learned a lot of things. You know, people say, you can't ever know why. You, you can know why. No, you don't go, you know, beat on the doorway of heaven and, demand but you can know why by staying in the word by waiting on God you can have questions answered I had questions answered that happened in my life before I ever got saved ever even thought I could know God but yet after I got in the word and I was saved and I began to trust the Holy Spirit and understand that the Spirit of God was within my spirit I did know why and you know what that just settled me right down no more question no more if, nothing. This is why. Amen? Amen. And he'll do that for you. It says, don't give up and don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. And that's what we're talking about, about being bound to God, bound to his word. Yeah, I think it was Paul that said, I go bound by the spirit. How about that? Huh? How about going into our situations bound by his spirit? You know, I got a little taste of that once in a while when I'm going through a trial. And, you know, I, you know, plan B is out there. It's always out there. Oh, plan B, always out there. And I've wavered. I've had a thought. I've sat down with my own self and said, you know, you might get some relief over here. But I'm looking for release. I'm looking for delivered. I'm looking for under my feet and behind me and going on to the next thing because there's going to be a next thing i don't i don't know why as as believers that actually have given themselves and are in the word that you can't see this bible is full of next things <laughs> read the old testament 
<laughs> right on with God, and then they weren't. But you do understand they didn't have the Spirit within them. The Holy Spirit had to come upon them. The prophet of God had to come to them. He's in us. You can't get closer than in you. He's in. Are we in? You know, every day, almost every day, I have a little conversation about that with myself to make sure I am still all in. I'm still as committed and more as the days go by. I know what I know and I'm adding to what I know. I'm growing in that knowledge. If it has to be tweaked because I didn't quite see it right, understand it right, so be it. I'll tweak it and I'll get right in and right on and I'll, I'll get into that weight position. Amen. And I will hear the voice of God within my spirit. I will know his way in my situation. I will have the life path that's pleasing to my God. Because, you know, we get a lot of life paths going on. <laughs> They're not always pleasing. You know, I mean, Pastor Morgan and I have that conversation at home sometimes. Well, that wasn't too pleasing to God according to how the Word says it should have come out. It happens. It happens because sometimes others are involved. And you can't control another, but you can control you. And you can go through it. I mean, we've had to do that more than I can tell you being in a business. More than I can tell you. People that are crooked, people that are, you know, want to pervert what they're doing, people that don't want to take responsibility after they've done something. I mean, come on. But yet here's the word of God that can lead us and guide us through it and over it or around it, but get it behind us. I mean, sometimes I, I, you know, I think about the Hebrew boys and I think about, boy, that was serious trial. And yet they said they couldn't even tell they'd been in the fire. You know, there, there is my, I'm aiming for that. <laughs> I'm going for that goal, y'all. So I don't have to play catch up, you know, yeah. catch up. Yeah. Or, or I'm back and forth, back and forth, making a rut. I take the same ground back, but then it gets taken back from me. I'm taking the same ground, and, you know, it's just a rut. And you're still in the rut. And if you don't watch it, you keep traveling that same path, and it will become a hole. <laughs> and you'll be like up to here one day. And we don't need to be that way. That's not our life. That's why we're looking in the Word. That's why we're, we're being discipled by the Word. That's why we want to be hungry for the Word and get that expectation, expecting. You know, there's a scripture that says, God is a present help in time of trouble. I have that expectation. I don't have to think about that scripture. It just comes. It just comes to me. It comes in good, it comes in bad, it comes in ugly times, because that scripture, I believe that. I have an expectation of that word of God, and it's to me and for me, and I know it. I have an expectation of, in Second Chronicles, I think it's Second Chronicles, where it says the eyes of the Lord move um, to and fro, looking for that heart that is loyal, loyal to him. Um, I believe that. That rises up in me a lot of times. Father, I'm loyal. I won't turn back. I won't be put aside. 
I won't be denied. I won't be defied. I won't be um, deceived. Because deception is, woo, deception. Yow. Not good. Because it's cunning. <laughs> and it's tricky. And nothing but a liar. But yet, it comes. Because we do have an enemy. We have an enemy and we have to understand, I do have an enemy. This enemy doesn't like to see me have that loyal heart. He doesn't like to see me stay committed. He does not want to know that I continue to wait on the Lord and I continue to have that confident expectation and hope. He doesn't want to, me to know that. And he, and he can talk to us about those things and try to get us into doubt. But let me say this to you. Doubt will wear you out. I'm telling you, if you get worn out living for God, you better look at yourself because doubt will wear you out so fast. It's ugly. It's horrible. It's like a parasite. I can't stand it. But it happens to us. And we have to recognize it, acknowledge it, and put it down. And the only reason to put doubt down is with the Word. You're going to have to get in the Word and get to know who God is, how God's for you, how He sees us. I mean, you really have to know that. And you have to be persuaded of it. Because in the storm, in the situation, it gets hairy. You know, years and years ago, we went through a hurricane. And we stayed in our home because we always will. And um, every door shaking and rattling, every window. All the people that came to my house because they felt like they'd be safer with us. <laughs> There's a thing that you might want to say no to. Because if they're not where you're at and calm, it just stirs it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so anyway, but everything was well. No damage or anything. But everyone was holding the interior doors. They were just beaten on that. It was, it was not pretty. Not pretty. And the windows were rattling. And it didn't pass in five minutes. But you know what? Here's the thing I think about. Did we jump out and run from that shelter that we were in? No, we did not. I mean... It seemed like inside that shelter was like, ooh, this is sh ugh, hairy. <laughs> but we, nobody said, hey, let's leave the house and run. Nobody said that. <laughs> nobody said that. Everybody was willing. They grabbed everything. They battened it down. They held it together. And you know what? Together, still today, together, everything well. But what I'm trying to say is, we have to know about waiting and what it's all about and what it can do for us. Waiting is certainly, certainly a good thing. It's, waiting is like a, a willingness to stand fast, a willingness to stick with the word, a willingness to, to know what you know and trust in it. That's, that's willingness to do that. You've got to have willingness to do that. Or else everything that you know, just you can't even get it up. You can't even, you can't even it won't rise up within you. You can't think it, you can't know it, you can't do anything. So let's go on to Proverbs 19.21. We're back in King James. So, so important. 
1921 says, There are many plans in a man's heart, but nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand, that will endure, that will prevail. God's counsel, His Word. Wait on it. Get in it and wait on it. Get in it, find, what it's, find out what it's about, stick with it. Meditate it, chew on it, get it in you, get it in you so deep that nothing will take it from you. Um, I've had that conversation too with myself. You're in, yeah, I have, I, I talk to myself because Pastor Morgan won't do what I ask him, so I have to just talk to myself. He won't go with the plan of man. <laughs> oh, wild when I think about it. Thank goodness he said no. Oh my gosh. But anyway. It's hard to undo things that are already down the road. You can do it, but why have to? So anyway, when I think about that, though, about the Word of God enduring and prevailing, seeing us through because we've chosen to wait. It doesn't look like, and we might even have another plan, but we choose as believers to wait. We choose to trust. We choose, we choose to stay in the word. We choose to have an expectancy that that word, what that word says, it will happen, that God will lead me down he, the life path that is life, that he will reveal to me his truth as I'm willing to move. I mean, it's a willingness. We know this. We hear this a lot. But you have to have a willingness or you won't move because no one moves you for you, not even God. But yet you are to move. We're to move. We're to know things and then we're to move. We're doers. Doers. Everything in our doing is within God's done. Everything. The word do is within the word done. If you need something to just kind of, you know, get your thinking going, our do is within his done. It's already established, set in order, and it's working. <laughs> it's functioning, it's operating, and it's working. We don't know sometimes the things we may face down the road, but if you can know today, right here where you're at, that God's word is enduring it's all truth. There's nothing, nothing, nothing in it that is not truth and pure. Then that's going to help you when you start moving down the road and things come at us. It's going to help us because let's face it. Most of us are not looking to leave this body. So we're going to see things come to us, aren't we? And there's nothing wrong with that. You can't help it. We're going to see it because not everything is behind a closed door. Some things you can see, but we should be praying for each other. We should be willing to speak the word, share the word, not at one another, but for one another. That's what waiting is, waiting for the Lord, waiting upon the Lord. It's not critical. It's supposed to be helpful. You who are spiritual, restore the one who actually has fallen into sin. Let me just tell you something. If you go at people, I just got to say this. If we go at people gnashing our teeth 
and pointing our finger, if you think that's ever going to bring them out, because people that are in something that's, you know, hurting them, ruining them, overtaking them, yes, they need the word, but they need love. They need compassion. They need mercy. There's a lot of things that people need, a lot of things operating and working in the body, through the body, from the body, and in the midst of the body. Always. It's always going to be like that. So we have to understand that we can be the one. We are waiting on our God. We are connected. We're so bound that you can't even separate us. You can't find a place to get in and try to separate us. There is no place to wedge in. There's no place to move on us. We're in. We're bound. We're twisted and twined, tied together, however you want to see it, <laughs> so that you can really know it. Then that's what we have to do. That's what we, how we have to talk. That's what we want to walk. Because whatever we talk, we're going to end up walking, guys. I wish I could say no, it won't happen. But I'm telling you, the ones who continue to talk, they will end up walking. So if you talk doubt, fear, and unbelief, you will end up walking over in doubt, fear, and unbelief. But if you talk hope, faith, expectation, life, you will end up that way. You will walk that way. Because he's right there in you with this so that you can do this. He, he wants to bring you out. He wants us delivered. He wants us not just relieved. We settle so much for relief, and we think we've got it. We don't got it. It's good that we can have a relief if we need a relief. I've need a, needed a relief before, but never settle for that. Know that God is a deliverer. He's the reliever. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I just... Mm. Isaiah 64, 4, um, we don't have to turn there unless you want to, but it says God acts for the one who will wait. He acts. Sometimes I think we get the cart before the horse and we wonder why. Why aren't you acting? I need you to act. Why Do you see me? I'm perishing. Actually, David talked like that sometimes in the Psalms. He did. Yes, he did. But do you see me? Yes, he sees you. He's in you. <laughs> Pretty sure he's seen me. <laughs> he's seen me. Yeah. But honestly, it says he acts for the one who waits because he knows we're bound to him. And that action is going to bring us through, bring us over, bring us out. Amen. I mean, nobody, I'd be a liar if I stood here before you and said, Oh, it's okay if you, if you have to go through every time. It's not really. It's not really okay. Nobody wants to go through. No. Those people in my house during that storm, they did not want to go through that. And my house might have scared them more than if they'd stayed in it. That's what I kept thinking. You know, if you'd have stayed in your own house, maybe your house wouldn't be rattling and shaking and moving like this. Well, you know, we'll never know that because they wouldn't stay. We discussed it. I asked them. I said, you sure you don't want to stay in your house? No, no. You built your house. You know what your house is made of. Okay, that's true. We did. I get it. I do. But, you know, 
Our house had never been through that. So we did not know that our house was going to tremble, shimmy, and shake like I don't, a go-go dancer. I'm like, wow. I'm like, whew. But, you know, it did hold. But it shook them. It shook them bad. I mean, in the middle of it, I had to say, do we not know God? Let's start speaking in tongues, people, because that was not what was being spoken. I'm like, hold on. Hold on, we know God. I had to say it. And then one time I had to say during it, do you know his name? I've heard you screaming, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, like that. I said, do you know God's name? Is it Jesus? <laughs> yes, 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 it's Jesus. <laughs> oh, it was. We could have been on a video. It was like, wow, what happened to us? We fell apart. You were, so, you were so encouraged to come with us. What happened? I can still hear it and see it. Okay, but it's all victory, so we're all good. We're good. We're good. We're very good. Isaiah 49, since we're right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet they go to a shelter next time. I bet they won't be calling us. I bet they won't be calling us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, 4923. <laughs> Is that where I want to be? Yeah. Okay. We're, yes, we're going to read all of 23. It says, Kings shall be your foster fathers and their queens your nursing mothers. They shall bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick up the dust of your feet. And then you will know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed who waits for me. The people, I'm telling you what was going on, the people were just beside themselves, kind of like the people in, that, in my home. They were just, they just, they lost sight of who God was. But then God says, you see what he says? It says, you will not be ashamed. You can take that as a promise for ourselves. I'm not going to be ashamed. I am going to go through this. It might look rough, but I'm not going to be ashamed. You know, sometimes pride, shame gets in there. You know, it just happens. It, let's be real. It happens. But it says you won't be ashamed if you're waiting on him. That he will act. He will cause your enemies to be defeated. But you've got to wait. You've got to be bound to him. You've got to be willing to move. You've got to be willing to hear from him and do something. I can't tell you what he's going to have you do. But I know he'll have you do something. Something. That's what waiting's all about. To know what to do and then do it. Amen. I mean, we've got to know what to do and then do it. If we don't, then we're going to mess up. We're going to mess up, and we're not going to have the results God wants us to have. This life is a very good life. It's a life to be praised. It's a life of blessing. It's a life of goodness. And it really is a life of victory and deliverance. It really, really is. And we have to know that. But if you don't stay in the word, you know, I would forget it. If I didn't stay in this word, do you think that when the storm comes, when the trial comes, when the test comes, when the enemy is raging, 
do you really think I'm just going to, oh, yeah, I'm just going to wait on the Lord now. I've never tried that before. I've never considered doing that before. I've never stayed in the Word. And now I need the Word, and I don't know what's going on. We can't afford that. We don't have to afford that. We can know. We can be exactly positioned where we need to be. We're taught well. We are the ones being discipled. We are the ones that we are given something to follow after, someone to follow after. We can follow. We're well able because we were created for this day. Just such a day as this. It's not the nicest day maybe out here, but in here, just such a day as this. I'm going to know God's victory. I'm going to know God's plan. I'm going to actually walk in that plan. I'm going to stand up and stay up. And if I stumble, I'm going to rise up because that's what the Bible says. I'm not going to ever have to beg bread because it says the righteous will never be seen begging bread. I know some word now, and I'm sticking with that word, and I'm learning more of that word, and I'm getting bolder and more confident in that word, and I'm trusting, I'm trusting in the word that I know. He's not going to catch me off guard, the enemy, and say, she, she could have said the word, but she didn't. Because the Bible says that, you know, demons know the word. So I'm telling you, we, we need to think seriously about this. We, we have to get, I love fun, I love a good time. Mostly I have a smile on my face, but, you know, I can get sober, I can get straightened up, I can get serious about the things of God. When the rubber meets the road, I'm going to be his worst enemy, not God's, the enemies. <laughs> Just so I know, that, so I, it doesn't sound like that. I'm going to be the devil's worst enemy. Right. Truly. And he's going to know that I know. And I'm going to know that he knows that I know. I mean, we go through this all we go through this all the time in kids church. Am I supposed to be afraid of the devil? No. You are not supposed to be afraid of the devil. You have the word, you have the spirit of God, you have the life of God in you. You have Jesus, you have God the Father. No, you are not supposed to be afraid of the devil. Ever. You're in the word, you're being raised in the word. Oh. Um, Psalm 37, 9, and we'll, we'll close up here. And New King James, 37, 9. <laughs> it's a good life. It truly, truly, truly is a good, good life. Amen. All right, 37.9 says this. <laughs> Evildoers shall be cut off, but, there's a but God, yes. but those, are you a waiter? I'm a waiter. Yes. Me too. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit or possess the land. Okay, that should motivate us if there was not one more scripture like that. <laughs> I mean, there are other scriptures, but we can inherit and possess the land. 
what land is it that we're going for? What land do we need to take as the, the church, the body of Christ, as an individual? We got lands. We got, we got lands that we need to possess and that we need to, we have inherited them, but have we possessed them? The children of Israel inherited Canaan. They were given Canaan, but there was a whole generation could not possess it. So inheritance and possess. You know, God wrapped that up good for us. Know that you can inherit it and then go and possess it. It is mine. I will have it. Amen. I mean, you can take that to anything, actually. That, I mean, that's a good, solid word. Those who wait shall inherit and possess. I can inherit, I have inherited, and I will possess. Because you know that Psalms was the Old Testament. Actually, we've inherited. Jesus came and brought. He paid the price, and he gave us our inheritance. Now, we need to possess that which we've been given. And that's what we're doing in the Word. I'm doing that all the time through the Word, through the will of God, through the Spirit of God and my spirit. I'm possessing. You're possessing. And we've got to get that in our thinking. You are possessing. Every time you overcome something, every time you go, you go on through and get out the other side, I've possessed it. I've possessed. I'm possessing. I'm possessing. I'm possessing. I'm possessing. It's mine. I'm possessing it. I'm taking it. And I know that I know I'm doing it. I'm doing it on purpose for God's purpose. One, to bring him glory. And two, to be a vital member of the body of Christ to give what I've been given to someone else. Amen? It's the days. It's the time. <laughs> so let me just leave you with this, and then we'll take the offering. Um, or receive the offering. I'm not taking it. Um, <laughs> there's an advantage to waiting. There's always an advantage to the things of God. Always. Always. God is the best blesser. He is the blessing, and he's the best provider. There will always be an advantage to waiting on the Lord, as he says waiting is. Not how I feel, not how I think, but what he says about waiting. Amen? Always. Um, I just wanted to share this one thing out of... Um, I think it's, I think it's, no, I think it is Psalm 27 or 37. Let's see, we're right here. I'll read it. 37 and I think it's 21. Yeah. I just want to share this about the offering. It says on, in um, 21, the wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. It also says that the righteous is gracious, that's the mercy, and generously gives so I just want us to keep that before us and know that because you know my generous might not be your generous but we still have to see how God's will is for us he wants us he wants us to know that as the righteous one this is our attitude just one attitude about giving amen that we're gracious we're merciful also and also that um we are generous when we give, we release it from our hand. It's not released from our life, we know that, but it's released from our hand into God's will, the way God thinks about it, all right? 
So, Father, I just thank you, I bless you, I praise you, Father, for these times in your word, Father, with the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Father. He is God on this earth in the believer. I thank you, Lord God, for the word that is always truth, the word that endures, the word that prevails, the word that stands, the word that encourages us, Father, encourages us and also teaches and trains us, Lord God, disciplines us, Lord God, corrects us, Father, that the word is good for everything in all things, Lord God. So, Father, I thank you right now as we give, whether we're bringing the tithe, Father God, into the storehouse or whether we're planting a seed, or whether we're purposing in our heart that we are generous givers. We are gracious givers, Lord God. I thank you for it. I bless you for it. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Um, you should be able to find an envelope um, on the chair back in front of you, and the ushers will serve you. Live streamers, if you wish to sow a seed into this ministry, then go to newlifefamilyworship.net. There's a giving link, and we'll be glad to send you a tax-deductible receipt. Also, um, we invite you that if you want to contact us, you know, email, however, our, our accounts, our social media. Um, you, might, you might want to uh, give a thought, a question, a comment, a prayer request. We are always willing always, always willing to serve you through that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.